The Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Brothers and sisters, grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. At one time or another, most employees have to go through a performance review. Not everybody's favorite time. When it comes to a performance review, they want to know strengths and weaknesses. What are your strengths? What have you done? How have you spent your time? Have you accomplished your goal? Students get regular performance assessments in the form of a report card or a transcript. The hard part is self-evaluation. What do you think your strengths are? Did they line up with your employer? And what are your weaknesses? Being in the ministry, serving at this congregation four years now, I've had two uh, performance evaluations from the Synod. Uh, one that was done by leaders in the congregation and myself, and then one by Pastor Dan. And they called me up to district headquarters to go over the results. Hundreds of categories, strengths and weaknesses. It produces a little anxiety. Because when we see our weaknesses, places where we're lacking and we know it, when we identify it, it doesn't feel good because we're, well, we're weak. We learn in the world uh, to cover up our weaknesses, to play to our strengths. And so it's strange when Paul, speaking to the Corinthian congregation, boasts in his weaknesses. Why would he do that? Why, why wouldn't he emphasize his missionary success? Why wouldn't he take some pride in his intellect? Why wouldn't Paul boast in his heavenly visions of paradise and his special revelations. By the time he's writing the second epistle to the church at Corinth, there were uh, men who came to the congregation at Corinth claiming to be, in the Greek, hyper-apostles or super-apostles. They said Paul was okay, but he was weak. We're stronger. We know more. We have had special revelations. So Paul says, I know a man too who's had revelations. And with that, he's alluding to himself. But he says, I'm not going to go there because it's not for the building up of the church. What builds up the church, Paul says, are weaknesses. Well, not the weaknesses, but the grace that is shown to those whose lives are filled with sin and weakness. And so Paul is open before the Corinthian church about his weakness, his sin. He's open about his past, how he violently persecuted the church of God. And I don't think he ever forgot standing there with approval as the deacon... St. Stephen was stoned to death. 
Paul acknowledges that he has a real thorn in the flesh. And that gave him anxiety. And it burdened him. The scriptures don't exactly spell out what that thorn in the flesh was, but some hypothesize that it was a particular temptation that Paul dealt with over the years. Others think the thorn in the flesh was uh, human opposition, the, uh, the beatings, the stoning, the persecution that Paul received in some cities where he was sharing the gospel. But a third view, and I tend to favor this view, uh, suspects that Paul's thorn in the flesh was a serious bodily ailment. Paul says to the Galatians, chapter 4, verse 12, that it was a bodily ailment that brought him to Galatia. Three verses later, chapter 4, 15, he says that the congregation loved him so much that they would have gouged out their eyes for Paul. Why their eyes? I suspect Paul may have had an eye injury, uh, a, a vision problem, a debilitation perhaps, maybe linked to the blinding vision he had on the road to Damascus. And Paul thought his ministry would be far better off without this thorn in his flesh. We don't know exactly what it was, but Paul thought it was a burden. It gave him anxiety, and he pleaded with the Lord, begged three times that the Lord would take this thorn, this burden from him. But each time the Lord's response was, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Our Lord Jesus today, we see him come to his home church. And we see how the thorn of sin had worked its way deep into the souls of the parishioners there. Jesus' own family. Jesus came to preach the gospel. And in the parallel versions in Matthew and Luke, we know that uh, Jesus was preaching from Isaiah, that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, that he was the Messiah to open the eyes of the blind, to heal the sick, to bring good news to the poor. Jesus was saying that he was the Christ. But that a congregation, heart in heart, uh, tempted by sin, did not receive their brother, their cousin, but they rejected him. They subjected him to a very rigorous performance evaluation. Where'd you get your education, Jesus? Just what kind of wisdom is this? We've never heard this before. We know your family. You're a carpenter, not a preacher. Not enough miracles. You claim to be the Christ? Not possible. And they were scandalized by Jesus. It is in our sinful human nature, especially when we're not given the proper calling to do so, to assess 
evaluate and critique others. How have you critiqued those around you? Have you been critiqued by your boss and been frustrated, angry? Have you been, been lazy at work? Have you been ill or sick, not knowing how to get your job done? Have you been envious of your fellow colleagues and looked at their strengths and wanted them for yourself? Have you spread rumors or gossip to hurt or harm their reputation? Repent. It's this spirit of critical, sinful evaluation that led the crowds in Jerusalem to see Jesus. And we see that the thorn of sin was deeply embedded into their hearts and minds. And when Jesus stood before them as the fulfillment of the scriptures, as their Christ, their Lord, and their God... They condemned him. They declared that he was an enemy of the people, a criminal. And they hung him on the cross. And they pushed the thorns down into his brow. And they rejected him. The only one who was their savior, they said, not good enough. And on the cross, Jesus revealed the depth of his humanity. How he was very weak, like you and me, weak enough to die. And they put him in the ultimate posture of weakness. They took his corpse and placed him in a grave, in a tomb. And it was there at this cross where your Lord Jesus was crucified that God's power and grace were made perfect. It was here that the perfect life of Jesus was lifted up before the world to see, and his blood, his holy, righteous, innocent, pure blood was shed for you. And the Father evaluated the work of his Son. And he said, well done, My beloved son, it's finished. And that's the only evaluation that matters. Because what the father has said of his son, he now has said of you. As you were baptized baptized in the font with water and the word in God's name, he said, you are my beloved child. You're loved by God. And because you believe in his son, not because of what you've done, but because of grace, God says you are pure and righteous and holy in his sight. And in that righteousness, in that forgiveness of sins, you are strong. When I am weak, then I am strong, Paul says. Strong. Not to overcome our weakness as we'd like to do, but strength to boast in our weakness. Strength to 
recognize our weakness and how we need others, a community, a communion of saints, where God gives many gifts and one spirit so that his church would serve in the world. You are strong, strong to confess your sins. You have received the Holy Spirit and you recognize by God's grace that the only way, the only good way to deal with sin is to confess it. And so we did this morning and received heavenly treasure as our collect of the day. The prayer on the back of our bulletin said, repentance is a gift from the Holy Spirit, a gift from Jesus, a gift when Yeah, we feel our weakness and our sorrow. But when you are weak, then you are strong. God's assessment, his evaluation of you, of your life, of your being, is the only one, the one that ultimately matters. So we don't fear the evaluations of men in this world because either their evaluation is an opportunity to... Confess sin and grow, or it's an occasion when you've received um, a false evaluation, something that our Lord was very accustomed to, something that Paul received often. Whatever the cause, whatever the observation of our assessment, it's always an opportunity to rely upon the grace and the power of our Lord Jesus. And that transforms the way we evaluate others. Because we're not judging those around us according to the law, but according to what Christ has done and what the Father has said concerning those whom his Son loves. And when we see others who have fallen, others who have disappointed us, It's an occasion for grace and forgiveness and love and encouragement and Christian help. When I am weak, then I am strong. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Dear friends, we are weak, but we are weak with Jesus. And united with him, Through faith, we are strong. And as we stand in him, we stand upon a solid rock. And at the last, the Father will give his proclamation before all, the living and the dead, his proclamation for you. By grace through faith. Well done, good and faithful servant. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.